Game on the line, you can bet we take them. Go black and gold, black and gold. Don't stop, boy. We trying to win the Super Bowl. We rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints. We gonna do it some more. We rock and roll, rock and roll. Touchdown, go Saints. Now nah, give me some more. Now nah, who that? Who that? Holla, who that? Who that? Holla, who that? Who that? Holla, who that? Who that? Who that? Who that nation? Black and gold, black, black and gold. Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Uh, Shouts out to everybody listening to the podcast, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. Really do appreciate your time. Uh, This isn't going to be a long podcast. This is going to be relatively short. Uh, I got a few things that I need to get to on today, uh, but I want to say I appreciate everybody's time. Uh, We're going to be talking a little bit about Jameis Winston and Jameis Winston returning to practice uh, on Wednesday. And what does this mean for the quarterback position? You know, a lot of people are wondering uh, what's going to happen now that uh, Jameis Winston returns to practice. Uh, You know, it seems like, you know, he's a little bit in better shape, uh, you know, dealing with some of those injuries that he sustained over the course of the last few weeks. And not to mention, you know, coming into the season, Uh, coming off a a torn ACL. So uh, what does this mean? You know, Jameis Winston did have a light practice uh, on yesterday. He was uh, one of a few guys that actually uh, took part in practice that was light. But just actually having Jameis Winston out there, I know it means a lot to him. Uh, He's a guy that loves to play football. He's passionate about the game. He he loves uh, what he does. And, uh, you know, just having him out there, I think that, you know, the team, you know, really likes him a lot. And I think it means a lot to him. But, uh, you know, just looking at Jameis Winston, looking at the situation, looking at what's going down uh, as far as uh, what the quarterback position is looking like, especially the Saints coming off, putting up 39 points and over 200 yards of, uh, you know, rushing. uh, I really feel like, you know, I I wouldn't put too much stock into this. I think the New Orleans Saints are going to kind of slowly bring Jameis Winston back and the way that Andy Dalton is running the offense, there's no need to rush him back. Now, if this was one of those situations where Andy Dalton was struggling and he looks really, really bad, I think that there would be a sense of urgency trying to get Jameis back. But the way that the offense is looking right now and the way that uh, they're, they're structured, uh, they, they can win some games. You know, they can they can stay in games and they can win them in the end. And, and that's the best thing about all this. You know, regardless to how you may feel about 
uh, the quarterback situation as of right now. I don't want to get into that because we all know what that actually means uh, when we're talking about uh, Jameis Winston or Andy Dalton. You know, people have their reservations. Uh, but uh, regardless, you know, you have yourself a really good situation when it comes to the quarterback position. Uh, you got a guy that's a seasoned veteran that had over 150 starts in his career. Uh, he can come in and back up a guy that you look at uh, as being that starting quarterback. Uh, I do feel this way. I'm, I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. Uh, the more this offense uh, starts to improve or the more uh, Andy Dalton uh, helps this team win, it's going to be hard to go back to Jameis Winston. And I talked about that a little bit on the podcast, the NFC South versus the NFL. That's available on YouTube. If you didn't see uh, the show on yesterday, I, I you know encourage you to check it out. But I just said, you know, no matter how you may feel about Jameis Winston, I mean, you have to uh, be real with yourself. Uh, this isn't a guy that's making $200 million that's got hurt. This isn't a guy that a franchise invested a, a top dollar in. Uh, this is a guy who basically the New Orleans Saints took a flyer on. And I, I really don't feel like they were really that embedded or that really bought into what Jameis Winston is. I think they look at the talent. I think they look at the upside. But I don't think that you know, they're looking at him like, oh, he's going to be the definitive starter and we're really going to try to make this thing work around him. Uh, I, I also uh, noticed, and I'm pretty sure a lot of you have, uh, that, you know, the plays that they were running on Sunday versus the Seattle Seahawks were not the plays that they were normally running with Jameis Winston. But I, I will say this, it's probably based on the fact that, you know, Jameis Winston has a different skill set than that of an Andy Dalton. And, Normally, like when coaches are getting prepared for games, uh, they they get their quarterbacks involved and they ask the quarterback about what plays are you comfortable with running? And they try to build an offensive play scheme around, uh, you know, some of the things that the quarterback feel comfortable in doing. With Andy Dalton, I just feel like, you know, when you look at him and based on like the way that he actually plays, it, you can run a Drew Brees type offense. You it, The offense can be similar to that of a Drew Brees. But when you have the the talent of a Jameis Winston, the arm talent, the arm ability, I think that, you know, they're trying to scheme and trying to build the offense around him when he's out there. Uh, is it fair? Uh, probably not. I, I will say that because, you know, a lot of people will ask, you know, Taysom Hill in that first game versus the Atlanta Falcons, what he ran for like a 70 yard run. And then he followed that up with a touchdown. So it's like, you know, it was like a, a Taysom drive, right? And then all of a sudden, like, we didn't see Taysom anymore after that. We didn't see any QB power. We didn't see Taysom lined up in the backfield trying to throw the football. We didn't see some of these innovative plays uh, when Jameis was out there. You know, you could have incorporated Taysom the same way you incorporate Taysom with Andy. So I feel like that is a fair take. And you have to wonder to yourself, why aren't the Saints uh, doing that when Jameis was out there? Maybe they felt like maybe – you know, it wasn't necessary. Maybe they rely mostly on Jameis' arm talent. But regardless, you don't lock a horse in a barn uh, like Taysom Hill, no matter what the quarterback can do. You you find ways to put this guy on the field, and the New Orleans Saints did that uh, with Andy Dalton. So it's going to be interesting to see going down the line. I still think the Saints can kind of get away with the whole we're just trying to wait for him to get healthy excuse. But it's going to come a time when he's going to heal up and he's going to feel good and you're not going to have that excuse anymore and you're going to have to make a decision 
And I think it's going to be obvious if Andy Dalton continues to play the way that he's playing, uh, that Jameis Winston is not going to get opportunity to play. Now, if Andy Dalton goes out there and he starts stinging it up or he leaves a lot to be desired, that, that opens a door for Jameis Winston to be able to come back. I know some people are like Jameis Winston is our quarterback. Jameis Winston is our guy. Jameis Winston is the dude that's going to lead the team. Like you can psychologically program your way to believe in that if you want to, but this is a result driven league and fair or unfair, you know, injury or no injury. Like what we seen out of Jameis Winston is grounds for a coach to say he left a lot to be desired. And that may not be fair, but that's just the reality folks. You know, like life isn't fair. And when you have a coaching staff that's just trying to prove themselves, like Dennis Allen, who is a a coach that a lot of people don't really believe that he can actually write the ship. A lot of people feel like he's a better coordinator than coach. And when you have that type of stigma, you, you're trying to find ways to try to uh, get that stigma off of you. And uh, if the Saints end up winning with Andy Dalton, I, I'm just saying, like, it would not surprise me if they continue to go with him. And I know it might make a lot of uh, Saints fans mad out there, especially the ones that really support Jameis Winston. But um, that's just the way that it's going to go. You know, that's just the way it's going to be. I don't see Jameis Winston. I don't care if he's healthy or not. I don't care if if the Saints are winning. Like, let's just say, okay, they won last week. And let's just say if they win against Cincinnati and they win against the Arizona Cardinals and they're on a three-game winning streak, and Jameis is healthy around that time, I still don't believe that they would uh, put Jameis Winston back in the game. And, you know, it's really going to expose itself. Right right now, it just looks like Andy Dalton is playing because Jameis is hurt. And you don't have that excuse, right? If Jameis wasn't hurt and he was playing the way that he was, that would be considered a benching. But to me, you know, what was the difference between – Jameis Winston playing with four fractures in his back against Carolina versus him possibly playing versus the Minnesota Vikings. I feel like to me, that was a little bit of a benching, but it it didn't look that way, you know, and it was in an excuse benching, you know, because now you can be like, Hey, you know, you're hurt. You know, like we don't want you to be out there. We got Andy. He can ride the ship until you get back. It's going to be hard for him to get back on his field. If Andy Dalton can spring off a couple wins. And I think that's something that the biggest Jameis Winston supporter going to have to accept. And you might get mad. You know, you might get upset and you might feel like it's unfair. But once again, life isn't fair. And these these teams are trying to win. And if they feel like Andy Dalton has got them on a streak, you're going to be continue to play. I believe uh, the Saints and the Cowboys are on a collision course. Both are playing their backup quarterbacks who are playing good. The team uh, that will make it is the one – who will go back to their starter. Uh, absolutely not. Uh, the one that will make it. Now, Dak Prescott going to start when he get back. Cooper Rush is just holding it down. Look, and there's no way the Dallas Cowboys are going to allow Dak Prescott to sit on a bench making $200-plus million. You know, that's just not going to happen. Like, it's, it's a difference between the New Orleans Saints, their quarterback situation, and Dallas. Right. Dak Prescott just got that big contract and that gives him <laughs> all the leeway. Right. And nobody is going to allow somebody making that type of money that has the ability to play. They're not going to put them. Out, they're not going to leave them on the sidelines. That's just not going to happen. I, I can't see Jerry Jones doing that. 
it's good for Cooper Rush. It's probably good for his bottom line. Um, I'm pretty sure he probably just signed like a one-year deal or something like that. So if he's playing this well, it might open up a possibility for him to be a starter for another team uh, going into, uh, what, 2023? So the way I look at it, I, you know, there, there's no way that when Dak, Dak, Dak Prescott comes back that Cooper Rush not going to be sitting on that bench. And, that you know, because – that's a lot of money that you have sitting on the bench. It's completely different. Uh, Jameis regressed mentally uh, from this year to last year. Look, I don't know if he regressed mentally or not. I don't know what what's going on with that. I, I can't I can't say that he regressed mentally. I, I don't believe that. I, I don't. I I just just feel like some of those injuries kind of piled up, and also I just feel like Jameis' personality is that he's the ultimate teammate, and he wants guys to shine. And I think a lot of the passes that he throw is because he has that level of confidence in some of those wide receivers out there. Like, think about that pass that he threw uh, to Jarvis Landry, and he made that unbelievable catch. Or Michael Thomas, that back shoulder fade. Like, some of the passes that he throws, you know, it, it has a lot of con- – you know, he, he believes in these receivers. I mean, that play to Callaway where he went up and caught it with one hand. I mean, that was in, what, triple coverage over there. You know, I just think that sometimes what makes Jameis – what gets Jameis in trouble is the fact that he has so much trust in his players, you know, and instead of like, you know, being cautious with the ball, he'd rather be a little bit reckless because I guess in the process it can make his teammates look good or, you know, to give a, his teammates a big play. So I just think that uh, that may be uh, his Achilles heel. Uh, but I don't think like he, he regrets mentally. I, I think what you have is a guy that believes in himself. I think you have a guy that, that thinks that he can, you know, do some of the things that, uh, you, you know, like you said, your favorite quarterback can do. I really feel like he believes that, you know, so I don't think he lacks confidence. I think sometimes what gets in his way is the fact that he trusts his teammates a little bit too much. And if they can't make that play, then it end up being grounds for an interception. Or, you know, sometimes he trusts his arm strength. It's kind of like with, you know, with Farr back in the day. Farr felt like he can, you know, fit a ball anywhere, you know, because of his talent. But, um, you know, I don't think he regressed mentally. And that's just my opinion. Who that? Uh, yeah, I know we signed Jordan Howard from the Eagles. Yeah, yeah, I was talking about that the other day. Uh, I thought that this would be a good fit. Uh, he, he's kind of similar to run, that running style over Latavius Murray. They're about the same size and build. And, um, you know, he he's a guy that's had some success. I mean, dating back to the Chicago Bears, him with Tariq Cohen, they were a good one-two punch. He goes to Philly. Uh, has an up and down, uh, car- you know, career there uh, due to the fact that he was dealing with injuries. But he's a solid guy. You know, he's a guy that you can kind of put in there, be a good change of pace back, can get you some of those tough yards. He's a big physical guy, um, and I think that it's a good fit for the New Orleans Saints. You know, if uh, things continue to be this way with Mark Ingram not being able to uh, get off to a, a you know a good start, uh, Jordan Howard would be a, a good change of pace. Uh, you know, uh, running back, you know, it can go out there that can help out Kamara and get some of those tough yards for you. I won't judge uh, Jabo until healthy. Honestly, uh, the big difference I seen was last year, Jameis used uh, his feet running a lot. This year, he didn't. Yeah, Kim, that's a good point. And I think that you have to chunk that up to the fact that, you know, he was dealing with uh, a little bit, of, you know, of that back injury. And then also, we have to take into account as well. You know, him dealing with that ACL, you know, sometimes 
you know, guys probably make those type of decisions, you know, in, in, in real time. Like, I, I think the, the reason why he wasn't running or he wasn't scrambling had a lot to do with the fact of his back injury. Like, when it, it's not like you – when you're in a pocket, you're protected by, you know, the refs, roughing a pass or what have you. But when you get out that pocket, you're a runner. So these guys are going to try to do everything they can to try to get a shot on you, you know. They call them, you know, in the words of Greg Williams, those remember me shots. You know, so if he goes out there trying to scramble and somebody hits him in the back, which I felt like was just absolutely ridiculous that whoever came out and said that about Jameis Winston's back, like they should be fired. They should have been fired that day. All right. Because I I see what they were trying to do. They probably were trying to go for like the sympathetic role. And, you know, if Jameis starts to screw up and resorts back to the way that a lot of people saw him is because he's dealing with injuries. But I just think that that put a huge target on his back. So if he's running, you know, guys are going to try to take a shot at his back. All right? that, if they know that you got four fractures in your back and you're you're running, like they're, they're not going to try to, you know, hit you on the shoulder. They're going to try to hit you in the back, like in the area where, you know, the, the pain is. So I just think that was a dumb idea. Um, but, yeah, I just think that, he was just making those decisions because he knew that if he was to scramble or if he was to try to get out that pocket, trying to make these plays, it might end up, you know, costing him more than just a few weeks. So I I think he was being very cautious with it, but that was one of the main reasons why a lot of people felt, including myself, that he may need to sit down and, and be able to heal up because it football is already hard enough to think about where you want to put the ball as a quarterback is another thing when you kind of thinking about, what's going to happen if I get hit. All right. That's just a whole nother can of worms. That is, is something that I feel like quarterbacks don't need to be thinking about at that particular time. If you're dealing with an injury, you know, you know, you got to be, be able to focus on what the players are actually doing. After seeing uh, Atlanta almost beat Tampa, we have to look at their defense uh, different. Uh, Jameis played great D lines, his first three games while hurt. Uh, Dalton didn't play great D lines. Well, look, I I think we can we can look at we can we can look at who they played against or whatever. I'm I'm just saying, Jason, don't no nobody they do not they do not evaluate <laughs> they do not evaluate quarterback play like that. They don't like I'm 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 just being 100. Which these guys care about winning. We like we're trying to make this we're trying to make this uh thing like. We're trying to ju- or we're trying to justify this. That's what I'm trying to say. We're trying to justify it, but they don't work like this. This is a results-driven league. They don't care how they win. They just want to win, right? And nobody's going to say, "Well, Andy had success because they played against the 28 ranked deep." Nah, no, 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 no. They all they care about is that that Andy Dalton, starting quarterback, helped the Saints win. That, that's all they care about, you know, and regardless to how Taysom ran, regardless of how Alvin Kamara was out there doing his thing, guess what? As a starting quarterback, that's still a win for Andy Dalton, fair or unfair. Like we can talk about who they played against, what defense, but they, they're not taking that into consideration. They're looking at the way that this offense is looking like with Andy Dalton as a quarterback, and they're going to be looking at what the offense looked like when Jameis Winston was the quarterback. It, there's no there's nothing in between. Nobody's gonna care about, well, if you know, if this player was playing this week, maybe he wouldn't have had so much success. If this team then wasn't ranked so low defensively, 
or this team wasn't ranked so low offensively. Like nobody cares. Like all they care about is the results. And right now, you look at you know you look at the comparison of, of the quarterbacks that and how their offense is structured. That's what they're going to be paying attention to. Fair or unfair? If Jameis Winston continue to heal up in two weeks, I can see him starting at quarterback versus the Raiders on the fifth uh, Sunday. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I, I just don't – I I, I wouldn't put it past it, but I'm just saying it is going to be extremely hard if Andy Dalton is winning you football games to pull him when he is giving the Saints momentum. I'm telling you, it, it's hard. It, like we, We've seen this before. Matter of fact, for some of my Saints historians out there, look no further than Jeff Blake. Jeff Blake left the Cincinnati Bengals, ironically, came to the New Orleans Saints, and he was supposed to be the starting quarterback, right? That The Saints paid him to be the starting quarterback. All of a sudden, Jeff Blake gets hurt. In comes Aaron Brooks. Aaron Brooks started winning games and winning games and winning some more games. And then the next thing you knew, he's the full-time starter, and Jeff Blake is the backup. Well, how in the world did this happen? And then you also have to take into account that was, ironically, Jim Haslett's first year, right? So Jim Haslett, who is trying to trying to establish himself as a head coach, a la Dennis Allen, has a quarterback who he started the season with, end up getting hurt, and then comes another quarterback, and he plays extremely well. They win games. Matter of fact, they win their very first playoff game in the process. So all I'm saying is I've seen this movie before. Right, the same situation. Jim Haslett, new coach, trying to establish a new, new uh, standard, new culture. Get yourself a quarterback that's been established, played somewhere else, supposed to be the guy. Ends up getting hurt. In comes another guy, wins you some games, and next thing you know, Jeff Blake, you never see him again. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I've seen this movie before, so I would not put it past. I would not put it past. You know the way that. You know, things are structured because, look, I feel like this, uh, Jerry, I think a lot of our, our isms, I call them isms or patent or patentisms. Right. We, we, we basically evaluate the team sometimes and it's not our fault, but it's just the way that we are wired, because like as a Saints fan, if you've been a Saints fan over the last 16 years, we're basically outliers. Right. So for 16 years, you had stability at the coaching position. So when we look at it, we're looking at it from a coaching standpoint of a guy that's established, a guy that has been there, that done that, that kind of got the I's and crossed the T's. And I think when it comes to the quarterback situation, of course, like I really I strongly feel this way. If if Sean Payton was the head coach of the Saints, if Andy Dalton was playing the way that he was, he'll still go back to James. I really feel that way. But when you're a coach like Dennis Allen that don't have the skins on the wall, you just want to win, especially when you're starting your career, you was 8 and 28, right? So what, what are you now, what, uh, 10, and, 10 and 31 or something like that? I don't know. But so there's a stigma on you. Like, sim- like people don't understand, like, when it comes to coaching and how people are perceived, like, Dennis Allen is the Jameis Winston of coaching, right? A guy that people just feel like is just, I don't know about him. I'm not too sure about him. Okay, you know what I'm saying? We're going to give him a chance to change the narrative. He's the same type of guy, like just, just from a coaching standpoint. 
when I'm talking about with the Paytonisms, I just feel like sometimes when we think about some of the moves and some of the strategic move, the strategic methods that the Saints use, we're looking at it from a Sean Payton perspective, like how the team was ran when Sean Payton was the coach. And yes, like I said, logically, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're like, well, if, if this was Sean Payton, I should say, I, I really honestly believe no matter what Andy Dalton did, good, bad, and different, he would have went with James. But when you're trying to win and you're trying to establish yourself as a respectable coach and, oh, this this other job, that, that's not an indication of who I am, you just want to stack up some uh, some wins. So that that's how I feel about it. I mean, I, look, for anybody that feel like, oh, he might end up, you know, coming back and playing when he gets healthy. I completely understand how you feel. But sometimes, like I'm telling you, we have a lot of Peytonisms, you know what I'm saying, that's established inside of us. And the way that we evaluate this team, we're evaluating it based on Sean Payton being here, like winning in October, right? Oh, we historically, we won in October. Well, no, Sean Payton, Sean, Sean Payton's Saints won in October. Well, we used to have a good home field advantage. Sean Payton's New Orleans Saints had a good home field advantage. So this isn't Sean Payton's team anymore. This is Dennis Allen. So I think we got to kind of, you know, ingest just the antennas a little bit, you know what I'm saying, to understand that that guy isn't there here anymore. And some of the practices that we're used to may not look the same. And we just can't chunk it up and just be like, oh, I know what they're going to do. Because honestly, at this point, we do not know what they're going to do. So, but it's a, it's, it's a fair take, but I'm looking at it. It's a different coach. It's a different philosophy. And that's just the way that it is. Uh, Larry Bird uh, says, uh, if I'm the head coach, I'm asking the players who they want to be the starting quarterback. Now, I don't think that's a good idea, Larry, because that's a recipe for disaster. And that can also divide a locker room. And also, uh, that's that's not the type of coach that is going to stay in the NFL very long. Like, I, I tell you like this, man. I, I've been in I've been in management like basically my my whole life. You know, like I, this probably like for the last five years is probably last, like the only time I really haven't really truly been in, in management. I've been like been in management since I was twenty, right? And as a leader, um, you got to have a, a, a plan. Like, if it's a court, of course, you want to incorporate guys in certain situations. But when it comes to like, you know, overall operations of the store, being able to like put the store in the best interest, uh, you know, what I'm saying when it comes to like staying on budget, dealing with payroll, all this, these type of things, there are certain things that managers have to do that you cannot incorporate, uh, you know, your team. Right. And I just feel like this is one of them because number one, one guy may like Andy, the other guy may like James, right? And that may cause a, r- a rift in the, in the locker room because you got, you know, saying one side believing this, another side believing that, and also it, it shows indecisiveness on a coaching stand from a coaching standpoint. So how a guy's going to buy into that? So I feel like Dennis Allen has got to make this decision on his own, right? And don't incorporate that. Now I'm pretty sure, like he has like some of the leaders, you know, he'll probably go to them. You know, because, you know, they, they've been there. Um, they're well-respected. But why would – I'm just saying, I'm just being honest. Like, why would anybody care – no disrespect to this, brother. But why would anybody care if Keith Kirk would say, oh, Andy Dalton need to be the quarterback? Who cares, right? Um, maybe, like, you know, I'm pretty sure, like, 
just like when um the Saints were going to possibly draft Patrick Mahomes, they talked to Drew Brees. I feel like they probably talked to guys like Demario Davis or Cam Jordan or something like that, you know, talk about where the team is, but they're not going to just have locker room. Okay, man, look, I got this list right here. We got this, look, who you, we going to put it, you know, we want you to write down who you feel like going to be the starting quarterback. We're going to ball it up. We're going to shake it up in the hat, and then we're going to vote on it. Nah, it, it shouldn't be like that. Like, this is a decision that Dennis Allen needs to make on his own, right? Whatever, whatever you decide to do, just roll with it. Because guys believe in confidence. If you're around here, you know, saying, okay, man, we're going to run a halfback dive. It it may work. I, I'm not sure. It might work. Like, huh? What are you talking about? You know, like, look, we're going to run this halfback dive. You know, we're about to get these yards. We're about to get the first down. Okay, man, you believe in this? Yeah, you buying into it? I'm fired up about it. You fired up? Yeah, I'm fired up. Let's go do it. Right? So you got to be able to show that level of leadership, especially when you're making tough decisions like this. Because, there, this is this isn't like uh should we have water coolers in the locker room here? What we're deciding is the guy that's gonna lead the franchise going forward. You know, the quarterback is the guy, right? If we talking about, you know, paper or plastic or you know, like I said, the water cooler needs to be in the locker room, or you know, what kind of uh, air freshener do y'all want to have in the bathroom or you know what I'm saying, dispensary soap. Like, okay, you know what I'm saying? We can probably, you know, get some ideas with that. But when we're talking about actually uh, the quarterback position, one of the most important positions on any fr- on on any franchise. Look, you, you gotta you gotta trust that with the coach, not not somebody that's you know <laughs> just on the team. Uh, fair criticism is cool on Jameis, but most of y'all just don't like him, and it shows. I see y'all true colors. Yeah, yeah. Look, Kim, I'm a I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't want to just put everybody in a box. Now, I, I know what you're, you know, insinuating, and that that is the case in, in some circles. And I want people to understand this because some like some people's comprehension skills are trash. I'm just being honest. Like some people just hear what they want to hear. When I was uh, in college, they used to call that pseudo listening. Uh, pseudo listening is basically like if you ever uh, seen the cartoon Charlie Brown and you know, you used to have the teachers and teachers sound like this, womp, 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 womp. and all of a sudden, you know, they understood exactly what it was saying. That's kind of like why I feel like when I talk <laughs> and what <laughs> some people hear, because they they had this one guy who basically said that um, I said that anybody that don't like Jameis Winston is a racist. And I'm like, where did you get that from? And then he was like, he said that some people, and he said, and then he uh, followed up. He said, he said, some people just don't like Jameis because, you know, because of the color of his skin. I'm like, do you know everybody? You know, do you know everybody? Like, <laughs> if I tell, if I say, if I if I don't know anybody whose birthday is October 13th and I say stuff, I say something like, man, today is somebody's birthday. I don't know nobody in particular, but we know that somebody out there was born on October 13th. Maybe somebody that's watching this right now was born on October 13th. If if you weren't born on October 13th, am I talking about you? No, right? So how can you, like, uh, do you know everybody? That That's the whole point. But people are going to listen to what they what they want to listen to. But back to what I'm, uh, back to your uh, statement, Kim. Yeah, yeah, there's some people out there that never bought into Jameis Winston. They felt like, you know, what they seen in Tampa was just an indication of who he is as a quarterback. And, you know, they were waiting. They were waiting in the wings. 
They were waiting to jump out the trees, right? Stealth style, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and be able to uh, have this verbal assault on Jameis Winston once everything starts to fail. And those are the type of people I got to say, man, I, I just, I won't say I can't stand because I don't know, you know, I don't know them people personally. They might be great people, but that's the type of, that's the type of stuff I can do without, Right. If you don't, if you don't feel like the guy is the guy, I just feel like you just need to come out there from the jump and see it. Don't just wait till the guy fails and then all of a sudden, as my grandfather say, pull water on a drowning man. You know, like don't wait for him to fail and then all of a sudden, like, you know, I told you, I knew it, I knew it the whole time. Like, I don't know, I, I just can't stand that. But all, all I know is this: anybody that wanted this guy to fail, anybody that was praying on this guy's downfall is not the type of same fan I want to roll around because regardless to who the starting quarterback is, no matter who they are, where they're from, I don't care if they're, they're black like James, white like Andy, or blue like Skeeter Valentine. As long as they can go out there and they can facilitate and be able to run an offense, I can care less, all right? Um, and I'm definitely not praying on anybody's downfall that's the starting quarterback for my New Orleans Saints. Mike, thank you very much for $2. Says DD was not on the team uh, yet in 2017. DD was uh, next year. Okay, I don't know if, who we talking about here. Demario Davis? Yeah, we talking about Demario Davis. Okay. Yeah. Hello, TJ. But who that nation? Please leave Taysom as a utility guy. Uh, he's the best there. Blessings. Have a great day. I'm out. Yeah, Tyra. Look, I don't even want to get into that. Anybody. I feel at this particular point, if you're just trying to box Taysom Hill into the quarterback position, I just think you're doing a guy a disservice. You're doing your team a disservice, to be honest with you, because he can do so many different things. So why wouldn't you want him to be able to be out there doing all those different things? Like it's so beneficial to the team than just having him as a quarterback. I'm not going to get into it, whatever you feel about uh, Taysom as a, as a quarterback, whatever. I'm not getting into all that. All I'm saying is I just feel like you'll be doing him a disservice by just putting him as a, at the quarterback position when he can do so many different things to help your team win. You can clearly tell uh, the team likes a uh, red rifle better. I look, I, I probably, I know what you probably, I know what you're referring to, uh, Larry. I'm pretty sure, I don't, well, I don't want to put words in your mouth. But I'm going to just ask you this, Larry, and feel free to uh, comment. But did you see the uh, the mic'd up by Cam Jordan? That, that's all I'm asking. Did you see the mic up by Cam Jordan? Because I want to I want to make this thing clear and I want to put I don't want to put words in your mouth. And I don't want to say that you made this statement based on a certain particular thing. So before I get into that, Larry, you can feel free to answer that question. And then I, I, I respond to you because I don't want to I don't want to be like, oh, you saying this just because. I have a statement that I want to make, but I want to make sure that you've seen what I'm talking about. Uh, stick with uh, hot hand until Dalton start messing up. I think that's what they're going to end up doing. I think that's what they're going to end up doing. I'm going to uh, scroll down a little bit, folks. I apologize if I missed somebody's comments. I don't care who's starting. Uh, I just want to see wins, honestly. Taysom, Jameis, or Andy shoot. Even when we had Ian Book starting, it would have been fine with me if we – uh, went on a, a good winning uh, streak. Yeah, I mean, I don't care. I told you, whoever whoever helps this team win, I, I'm all for it. Whoever's a quarterback on Sunday, they got my undying support. Doesn't matter. 
Doesn't matter. Uh, Andy gets Kamara involved way more and runs the offense. Jameis doesn't uh, take what the defense gives him. And that's a that's a fair take. That's a fair take. But And I also can just look at the fact that, you know, maybe some of the things that he would just lack and do to injury. I can understand if a person feels that way. Like I said, man, to me, to me, whatever side of the, the, the fence that you're on, like, I feel like, I feel, I feel like a, for here, I'm going to just say here, in here, I see a lot of people when they have like certain reservations about a guy, they always validate it for the most part. And I can appreciate that. It's not, oh, I don't like, you know what I'm saying? He ain't it. Why he ain't it? I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it. Can you, can you clarify? Right. And they can't, but regards to what side of the fence you're on, you, you validate it. And I can appreciate that. You know, I, I I don't think I can accept, oh, he sucks. Why he suck? I don't know. He just sucked. I, I just can't accept that. Uh, we need to run the ball and use ball control passing attack like Bill Walsh. Uh, Bill Walsh, um, Bill Walsh <laughs> ran the West Coast offense. He's the godfather of the West Coast offense. What the Saints ran last week was we considered a West Coast offense. So, yeah, you know, you had um, Roger Craig out there kind of catching the ball out of backfield, running between the tackles. You know, uh, you know, I call him the godfather of the, the Kamara type, the Marshall Fox, you know, like people like that. Like Roger Craig was that guy. You know, he was the guy catching the ball out of backfield and being utilized in the passing game. And when Bill Walsh was, uh, you know, started the West Coast offense. But, you know, Joe Montana and them, you know, they they ran that thing to a, a perfection. They ran it to a perfection. Uh, I, I say stick with the I think I already read this. Um, I think you probably revised it a little bit based on that. So I say stick with the hot hand Dalton, let Winston Hill. Uh, hey, if he's not broken, don't change it. Now when uh, Dalton messes up, then put Winston in. Yeah, I think that's probably what's going to end up happening. If you start Andy this week, you have to start him the following Thursday. I agree with that. But I say this, man. Um, I've seen an injury list uh, since since we're bringing this up. I seen an injury list, and I'll be honest with you. If one of those guys can actually play on Sunday out of the three that's hurt, the Olave, the Thomas, or the Landry, I think we should be okay. And maybe, I don't know, if we have to have on a short week, and let's just say Michael Thomas can play on that Thursday. I mean, that would be pretty good, right? You're going into that game, you're fresh. Versus guys who probably played on Sunday will be a little bit dinged up and have to come back and turn around and, and play that type of game. You'll actually have some playmakers out there pretty much pretty relatively fresh going into that game. And that will be, you know, a huge help versus, you know, going against a team like the Arizona Cardinals. To me, I feel like they I, well, I got to check their record. I don't know if they have a home game or not or they're playing on the West Coast or not, but. You also have to take into account, you know, the time difference and all that kind of stuff and where they played. And, uh, you know, you got to take that all into account. But if somebody like Jarvis Landry or Michael Thomas can come back on that Thursday with fresh legs, that'll be huge. That's why I give them uh, the treatment. Let's see. uh, That is a stretch game planning is better now. Cam mic'd up is the best thing that happened to this team this year. <laughs> and see, I only like Andy Dalton because he seems safe and less reckless. Otherwise, I would prefer Justin Field or Huntley. 
yeah, Tyler Huntley to me, that would be a, a that'd be a great addition to the team. I was thinking about that guy, uh, you know, while I was on the uh, NFC South versus NFL when they was talking about their quarterback issues in Carolina. Shouts out to my guy Mike Ricks. Uh, he was talking about, you know, the issues in Carolina. I'm like, man, Tyler Huntley can be a guy. Like that dude gonna end up being a starter somewhere. So if it don't work out with Jameis and it don't work out with Andy, why not get a guy like Tyler Huntley? I think you can run. That dude is really good and very, very underrated uh, as a quarterback. And especially as a guy you, you definitely could look at being that you don't have a first-round pick, so you're not going to get C.J. Stroud and you're not going to get Bryce Young and you're not going to get like some of these other uh, quarterbacks out there, Caleb Williams. Uh, you, you're not going to get no guy like that. So you might as well – you know, get a guy like uh, Tyler Huntley, who's been in the league and has shown flashes. I mean, he's put up points. He's did really good in, in the Baltimore Ravens offense. And, you know, he's a guy that can, you know, can hurt you. You know, he can make plays with his leg and he can make plays with his arm. As You know, and he can drop some dimes in there. I don't know if anybody ever seen this dude play, but that's a guy that if things don't pan out with the, the quarterback situation down here, that's a guy we need to have our eyes on. Uh, let's see, Jameis just needs to get rid of the ball faster, and a lot of people would be happy, just saying. Yeah, I think that you have to be able to uh, speed – I think you you definitely have to speed up the clock in your head, you know, especially when you have an offensive line that maybe lack a little bit in certain categories. Uh, you look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady offensive line is not as strong as it was last year, so he's getting the ball out of his hands quicker. Um, Jameis had, what, 11 sacks when he was playing? And then Andy, what, he got like three? You know, I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact you getting the ball out your hands. You know, you got to be able to get it out your hands when your offensive line isn't where you want it to be. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, hey, SOTS, um, the injury bug is biting. Uh, the mess out of the Saints – for the past five seasons. Yeah, you ain't lying. We just can't stay. We can't win the battle of attrition. Tyler Hurley is super dope. And do you think we can trade Michael Thomas for picks? I'm pretty sure you probably can, but I don't see them trading Michael Thomas. I just don't. I don't I don't see them trading Michael Thomas. I know it's I know it's frustrating as a fan because you know how talented he is and he hasn't really played and he's been dealing with these injuries, but I don't think the Saints have interest in, in trading him, but you never know. You never know. Tyler Huntley will be a restricted free agent in 2023. So, I mean, it still means the Saints can sign him. And you also have to take into account, look, he's not going to be a franchise quarterback. That's Lamar Jackson, right? So, I, don't, I cannot see the Baltimore Ravens not paying Lamar Jackson. All right? I, I, I can't. So, that's going to allow – a guy like Tyler Hundley to be able to go out here and maybe be a starting quarterback somewhere else. I, I feel like if, if things don't pan out, then he could be a starting quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. But I do feel like even though he is a restricted free agent, it, it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility that a team would throw some money at him in order to be the starting quarterback. And if they pay him as a starting quarterback, I, I can't see, the Baltimore Ravens counteracting that for him to be sitting on the sidelines holding the clipboard. I, I, I don't see that. I, I do not. I do not see it. I don't see it at all. I'm going to take a few more, then I'm going to uh, have to get up out of here, folks. Like I said, I got something that I need to do. Uh, let's see. 
I will donate a body part to keep us healthy. Nah, don't do that now. Jason, we aren't saying Dalton is the same great quarterback. We are just saying he is better than Jameis. Uh, where were you when Tampa had Jameis? Well, that's, a, that's another, you know, it's some people's opinion. Honestly, I think the Saints might uh, need another quarterback after this season. I'm not worried about Jameis Winston Hill uh, for the disc in his back. That's where I kind of uh, think he should retire. I don't think he should retire, man. I mean, guys get injured all the time. Guys have back injuries. Guys have knee injuries. Guys have ACL injuries. Um, You know, I don't think he should retire. Hey, uh, TJ Colston really was a beast. The guy averaged 78.8 yards a game in the playoffs. And now in the Super Bowl era, that ranks six. Uh, let's see, in 10 games for a player in history, the quiet uh, assassin. Yeah, we all, man, look, there's no surprise. Marcus Colston was an incredible wide receiver based on where he came from. Uh, I think he played tight end at Hospital. You know, the Saints really worked with him. He was a seven-round pick. I mean, what, about three picks from being Mr. Irrelevant, and he ended up being one of the best wide receivers in, in New Orleans Saints history. And, I mean, I I think everybody in the Who That Nation respects uh, Marcus Colston. But my final thoughts is uh, it's good to see Jameis Winston back at practice. It's good to see him uh, in the fold. Uh, I would like to see where his health is going forward, but I still believe you have to go with Andy Dalton as the starter going up against Cincinnati and having him starting for a couple of weeks. And I know that can be tough, especially for Jameis, because he feels like for every successful drive, for every successful play uh, that Andy makes, for every win that the Saints make, it could be a possibility he can find himself on the sidelines even longer. But you got to trust the process, man. You got to get yourself healed up and you want to have, you know, a a good showing when you do get back on your feet. You don't want to Go out there and be trying to fight for a starting job and end up, you know, looking uh, like, you know, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league because you can't do some of the things that make you special as a quarterback. So I get it. You know, I get it. You you want to play. You want to be a competitor. But at the same time, you got to be smart with it as well and get yourself healthy so you can help the team the best way possible. But thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. We're about 11 subscribers away from 9,000. So if you have not subscribed already, please do so. Uh, help this channel grow. Help us reach, uh, you know, 10,000 what we want. But please help us reach 9,000 if you haven't subscribed. Previous episodes available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. And uh, you can also check me out on Twitter at TJAYJones8. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?